1: Hi, everyone. Welcome again to another special edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young, our regular one-on-one interview with the movers and shakers in the cannabis industry. And for this particular interview, we really didn't have to look too hard from our Wellesley, Massachusetts location, because up the road and a little bit to the left is Bullricka, Massachusetts, which is the home of Agrify Corporation. Their CEO, Raymond Chang. He joins us. How are you, Raymond?
0: Very good, Jimmy. I am uh, very honored um, to have the opportunity to be invited to your show and really looking forward to uh, our conversation today.
1: Well, I, I, I appreciate that. And uh, I am humbled. I am humbled for sure because I know your reputation, I know your bio. You know, you've been. President and CEO and chairman of the board here for a couple of years at Agrify, and before that, I believe it was six other companies that you've been basically at the C level. Uh, that's pretty impressive. Do you know what I'm saying? And then I looked at your education; it was Harvard, Yale, and NYU. That's not a bad three threesome right there, right?
0: Thank you, thank you. Yeah,
1: um, um, you know, I think I'm
0: humbled, and um, to have the opportunity just to be involved with so many different uh, institutions. And, um, you know, but one thing that I've uh, always learned um, throughout my career is just to, you know, be humble and because you can always learn from the best.
1: Right, well, don't forget the little guy, right, Raymond? That's the key. And that's why in television and radio, it's the guys behind the camera that make all the difference in the world. It's a lesson I learned early in life. Uh, Raymond, you're a publicly traded company on NASDAQ. In the cannabis space, First of all, how is it going as a public company? I believe you just went public a few years ago. Bring us up to speed on where Agrify is at right now.
0: Obviously, Timmy, you know, it's um, very um, fortunate that, you know, we are one of the only few um, cannabis companies that is traded on NASDAQ. Right, and in fact, I think are probably only a handful of us that actually managed to, to achieve that. Uh, so from that perspective, um, it's really not easy, um, and obviously the market hasn't been um, uh, you know, performing too well, and this is across the board. I mean, you know, we know the Dow is like, you know, basically hitting new lows every day, um, but in particular, I think the the entire you know cannabis sector has been pretty beaten down um, the last few months right mm-hmm. and i think there are several reasons for that um, one i think there's an overall sort of disappointment that's um, basically the deregulation is not happening quicker right um you know see so a lot of you know basically just talks right like for example safe banking act which is something that really honestly should have been passed like way 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 a long time ago, and they're still not moving in DC. Um, but I think in addition to that, I think, you know, we are also seeing um, some of these, uh, you know, for example, illegal grows um, from California, kind of flooding the uh, the rest of the markets, right? Um, so we kind of have a, a situation where, um, you know, on the regulatory side, it's not Going as quick as everybody thought, and then at the same time, competition is becoming more fierce, um, and then also, you know, people are still doing it kind of the uh, the wrong way. So I think combination of all those uh, definitely is hitting the market uh, pretty hard.
1: And and you know, you mentioned banking, and I just want to take this opportunity to explain to a lot of people that when you do banking, and even if you're an ancillary company like pro cannabis media company. You're considered an MRB, which is a marijuana-related business, and that changes the whole banking industry's view of you or me or anybody who's considered an MRB. Uh, how did you do it, Raymond? Because you're not touching the plant, and you guys have gone public, and you know your revenues are up. You're, you're doing great.
0: Yeah, um, I think you know, fortunately, because we're non-plant touching, right? Um, you know we're still able to um, work with some of the banks um, and um, so for example um, here in Massachusetts you know we have relationship with um, Oppenheimer we have relationship with Century Bank um, you know and th- there's still you know a few banks that are willing to basically bank with us because we're non-plant touching mm-hmm. um, but to, you know to kind of share with you you know we got kicked out of Bank of America too you know some of these national banks you know unfortunately one day you know we were banking with them and the next day they said you have 20 days to get a new account somewhere else right and this is really really kind of ridiculous because think about it right like you know from a from a regulatory perspective would you still because you're not going to shut down the industry just because you know the banks are not banking with them right and you know we have customers showing up you know, at our doorstep with 350 half a million dollars you know, of cash, like it's, 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 it's uncontrollable, right? So I really think this is something that, you know, um, uh, everybody should take a look at. And um, it's, it's going to really help the industry um, tremendously if we can just get the safe banking going, you know, straight around and
1: later. I just can't believe in 2022 that cannabis is a political issue in Washington, D.C. at the federal level, and it's just as divided in the U.S. Senate as it is in our real world. And it is something we as a country, I believe, have got to change. We have got to work on this. I don't know how that's going to happen, Raymond, nor am I going to get involved with politics. Uh, but I do want to talk to you as Agrifier being an industry uh, disruptor, you know, because you're really a data science and technical group. Uh, Explain a little bit about what is Agrify's uh, business model and how important is it for you guys to lead the way in the science and development of consistent grows? Jimmy, um, so,
0: you know, I got into this industry uh, because I had firsthand witness of the medicinal benefits of, you know, cannabis, the use of cannabis. Mm-hmm. You know, my mother-in-law, she was a, a cancer patient, yeah. and honestly, you know, she had a just a horrible, horrible lifestyle. She was going through chemo and all that and basically just having pain all over her. And really, I think the use of cannabis really, really helped her and changed her lifestyle, right? Um, so I had firsthand witness of that, um, and that's what really kind of opened my eyes, and I started looking into it. Um, and even though I saw the medicinal benefits through her, you know what I also realized that it was not very consistent. Like you know, one day she will be great, right? And the next day, you know, she would probably do twice as amount, you know, dosage, and um, it wouldn't help her, right? So I'm thinking there. Wow, okay, um, we got to somehow find a way if this is really going to um, have the real medicinal benefits. Um, somehow having good consistency, um, very good quality products, and that's safe, right? It's going to be the utmost importance, right? To really kind of elevate the usage. And that's the reason why I kind of got into it. And um, the re- what we want, what we try to achieve is to basically make sure that every batch of production is done the right way. So you get the same consistent results every single time, right? So the fourth thing that we help our customers do is to basically help them to have the highest possible yield, right? The best consistency, the best quality, but do so at the lowest possible cost, right? So those are the four things that we deliver to all of our customers uh, through our um, technology and the use of data.
1: Data is king, isn't it, Raymond? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, you know, so basically we have what we call it, these vertical farming units. So imagine they're like small containers, right? But because the footprint is small, we're able to basically control the temperature, humidity, you know, the light spectrum, um, light intensity, everything that matters to the plants so precisely. So that basically, you know, you would have the same grower environment every single time. And the end result is that you see almost no variation, right, in the cannabinoids as well as, for example, if you want TSC to be exactly at 26.5%, it would actually produce that every single time, right? And, and, and another important thing to talk about, you know, people have talked about TSC and CBD, but they're you know, there are probably another 150 plus minor cannabinoids, right? That we're just barely kind of you know getting to know, and those minor cannabinoids actually make a huge difference. But if you don't have the same consistent grow environment, like oftentimes, even the even though you're starting out with the same mother clone, right? Genetics um, is not going to have the same results, um, you know, depending on how you know these uh, these plants are grown.
1: You're li- you're actually working with a, a living thing when you deal with plants and, and plant That's medicine. Right. And, and, and here's the interesting thing. And I, I've heard you speak about this before and I recognize the importance of consistency. But for someone who's had a medical card since 2013 in Massachusetts, when the medical program first started here, it, whether I get the same strain or not, it, it, I'm still experimenting with my own experience with the plant, no matter what I get. And I get the importance of consistency, but not only are you dealing with a living thing as a plant trying to their, um, get their yield to be you know, consistent and the same, but humans change. Every human is different and it affects every human differently. So what might work for you may not work for me or vice versa. It, how in the world do you con- continue to put out a consistent product it, it it you talk about a challenge but to me i've got to guess it's all about math am i right raymond
0: you're absolutely right right so so basically you know imagine this if you uh, this took at a traditional sort of grower, right um you know typically is five thousand you know ten thousand square feet right mm-hmm. um and depending on how for example, um, the lights are saturated, right? Um, some of the plants actually may have an overexposure of lights. Some of them may have underexposure of lights. You know, airflow is not the same, right? Because if you're sitting right next to the fans, these really loud you know, traditional fans, then you're probably getting too much airflow, right? But if you're actually in the middle of the room, right? You're probably getting zero airflow, right? Mm-hmm. Um, humidity is not the same. Um, so what happens is, you know, when you have, even though it may be the same exact strain, same exact plants, um, depending on where that plant is situated, it's going to have very different outcome, right? So our technology is that, okay, you know what? We, we will shrink it down to a container size, right? Just basically eight by four in dimension, right? And by shrinking it down, we can make sure that, you know, the airflow is exactly two meter per second. We can make sure, ensure that the, that 32 square foot, you know, footprint has the same light intensity penetration, right? And that, you know, the, the temperature is exactly, you know, 72 degrees, right? So basically we can provide a micro-grow environment for those 64 plants. So basically they become more consistent over time. Right. And then the next VFU, the next, you know, the very next vertical farming units, it may be a completely different strain. Like for example, you may be growing purple punch. Now we know if you actually want to grow purple punch, you want to actually have that nice dark purple color at the end. Uh, and what it takes is on, um, for example, day 57, right? There you go, right? We want to actually intensify the red spectrum because the red spectrum is
1: what gives a nice purple color at the end. By the way, do you ever think you'd be using the word purple punch in your business career? I'm just saying. No, <laughs> no. What a crazy, crazy world. Um, there's yeah. a big difference between an indoor grow facility, which you can really control, and an outdoor, you can't control because of the sun. Yeah. In In your estimation, how how do you work with uh, that? Because you've explained in the past that there's actually a 20% quality fluctuation in the flower between the indoor grow and the outdoor grow. Is that accurate?
0: Yeah, and and, and maybe, maybe even more, right? Um, the fluctuation, right? Um, so I think, you know, basically different grow methods, um, you know, you're gonna have basically different applications at the end, right? So if you're just basically growing outdoor, um, you're going for the low quality biomass and maybe it's the distillation, right? Um, the oil, right? Um, and you know that's basically one set of applications, right? But if you're actually looking for really high quality premium flowers, right, um, then I think indoor is probably the only way to go. Uh, especially for some of these minor cannabinoids and also for, like I said, the medicinal use where consistency and quality um, you know is so important, then that would be probably the indoor environment. So again, depending on what the end application is, I think both 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 are acceptable, but they're just different applications.
1: Right, I, I get you. Let's talk about the indoor and the challenges of indoor. Even though it is something you can probably control that environment better through your data and your math and your and and your all your multiples and all that neat stuff. Uh, the the statistic that I've heard, and I'm pretty sure it's accurate, that 10% of the electric grid in Massachusetts is now cannabis growing facilities, indoor growing facilities. With a plant medicine, doesn't it make sense to try and do more with solar power? Doesn't it make sense to try and figure out ways that we can uh, harness the sun to power some of the grow facilities? There's only one in Massachusetts as far as I know, but I, I just think that the industry as a whole, they should be environmentalists and they should be looking for other ways rather than just Plug in the lights if you catch my drift.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and you know, we have actually looked at you know, solar power um, as the use of uh, you know, maybe adopting that technology. Um, but unfortunately, at this point, um, it's still not um, uh, efficient enough to kind of support the entire growth facility. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe over time, um, we can kind of get there. Um, however, um, you know, from our perspective, right, we actually now are using different sort of solution. So, for example, um, you know, our VFUs, vertical farming use uh, units actually use a chiller. So basically, it's a lot more energy efficient compared to a traditional HVAC system, right? And in fact, you can control the humidity um, even better, right? So from that perspective, um, you know, there's other ways to um, improve the energy efficiency, right? Without just relying on solar alone. And we're looking at a lot of those things um, when we build out our facility, right? Um, So for example, um, you know, the traditional built, you pretty much have to have like, you know, one HVAC system per room. In our case, uh, because the, the environment is controlled inside of the VFU, we just need to have a um, kind of a human comfort, you know, work environment. So the upfront HVAC uh, investment is substantially less and it will require less power, right? So these are, yeah. And also we're pushing for some of the most um, energy efficient lighting, like, you know, three per joule, right? And, and that really makes a huge difference as well.
1: Yeah. Um, I just came back. I'm going to date this interview. I usually don't because for the most part, it's evergreen content, but I just came back from the opening of the air dispensary in on boylston street in downtown boston which by the way is located i'm pretty sure about 50 feet away from where the bombs went off and about a hundred yards away from the finish line of the boston marathon wow. i never okay. thought never thought in a million years i'd see a dispensary on boylston street in in boston and it goes i want to ask you now about The consistency, because that seems to be a, a buzzword at Agrify, we want consistency. You've got the MSO level, you've got the home grow, and you've got the craft grower. When you have a craft grower, they don't have as much space that they're responsible for. And what I'm hearing, the scuttlebutt I'm hearing is that it's the the craft grow seems to be winning a lot of these uh, cups that are out there. Bountiful Farms is is one uh, for sure. So I guess my question is, how can the home grower learn from Agrify's consistent philosophy?
0: Yeah, so uh, Jimmy, so our, our solution serves really kind of two purposes, right? One is, if you want to be able to do it at scale, right? Once you figure out the optimal grow recipe, then you can repeat that same process. So that's what gives you the consistency, right? The other huge advantage of using our solutions is instead of having, for example, a typical grow room, you know, 5,000 square feet, you probably have four or five turns a year, right? So let's assume that, hey, you know, you have a really, really horrible, you know, um, harvest this time. Um, you know, TSC content is super low, or, you know, the terpene, you know, is just not there. And you wanna try something differently the next time, right? But in a typical core environment, you really only have maybe five opportunities for you because you can only turn the room five times, right? By NARC case, the same exact room, we could put hundreds of RVFUs inside of this, the same facility, right? So, and literally, you could have 500 data sets, right? Because every VFU, you could actually have a different grow environment, right? right? And then so you have 500 data sets versus five data sets, right? So for the craft growers, if I really want to do something very special, for example, I want to push for the terpenes, right? Or I want to push for super high THC, right? Mm -hmm. I have much more opportunities to do so versus the traditional grow environment. Right. And then the best part about it is once I figure out the optimal grow recipe, then the system just takes it over and it will produce the same results every single time.
1: Yeah. And again, what one of the myths of consumers who regularly frequent these uh, adult use dispensaries or even a medical uh, dispensary is, is, is the fact that, um, you know, they are, they too are looking for consistency, but are always striving to find the highest quality, highest percentage of THC. Now, we all know that THC is the cannabinoid that has an intoxicating high effect, right? But some of those other minor cannabinoids like your CBD, CBG, CBN mm-hmm. are, start, yeah. are starting to actually get more Publicity and it's the terpenes that work That's to secure right. these cannabinoids, right? So I, with all these factors, with a live thing, I don't know how you get consistency. Right? I just don't.
0: Yeah, um, you know, the the it's basically just keep using data, keep, keep using AI, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and and so just to kind of give you an example, Jimmy, we have now shown that you know with our customers' results. Um, the, the fluctuation of, you know, different chemical compounds could be less than, you know, 10%, you know, 1% swing. Mm-hmm. With actually terpene is actually less than 0.1%, swing, yeah. right? And again, it is the use of data and AI to kind of support that. So mm-hmm. we have actually kind of figured out a way to actually deliver that you know, level of consistency. But again, it's strain specific. Right? And also application specific. For example, you know, you could be using the same purple punch, but depending on what the end product, you know, is. Like for example, if you're actually doing it for oil, it's actually a very different grow recipe versus if you actually just you know want the dry flowers, right? So basically, again, it's application based as well as strain specific, um, you know, grow recipes.
1: Gotcha. Hey, you know. There's a lot of talk in the business world about interstate commerce in cannabis. Now, what I've learned again, is that these manufacturing facilities are able to work with other out of state businesses to recreate the magic sauce or the magic recipe or the, the the right strain, whether it's from a seed or from a clone, whatever it is to me, uh, it, it's, it's still, interstate commerce is here. It's just not uh, accepted and officially legal, if you will. And I hate to use that term these days, but it, it's true. That being said, um, how do you view the manufacturing uh, capabilities to actually keep creating the same product, especially since the seed perhaps came from California or from Arkansas or from other countries? How do you do that?
0: Yeah, again, um, you know, that's the advantage of using our solutions because, um, you know, we ship our units with grow recipes inside. Mm
1: -hmm. So
0: it doesn't matter if you're in Colorado or in Washington or here in Massachusetts. Right. um, As long as you can actually procure the same seed, so you start Mm -hmm. with the same genetic, Mm -hmm. the grow recipe that has already been optimized will just help you to to achieve that right and then the other the other advantage of using our solution um and this is actually pointed out by a lot of these what we call the larger multi-state operators because right now they have no choice but to have for example you know like care they have 20 plus facilities because every single state has its own cultivation facility right, right. um but eventually in a post deregulated you know environment you know you can imagine they probably want to consolidate Right, that 20 plus facility down to maybe two or three, right? Mm-hmm. The advantage of our solution is these vertical farming units are removable gotcha. right? So we could actually, you know, maybe they wanna consolidate everything, you know, from, you know, Massachusetts um, down to, you know, Florida and get rid of, you know, 20 different facility and just put one in central Mass. right? Mm-hmm. We can actually move these vertical farming units to the new building Right, plug it in, and the system starts to take over. Right, So that's the advantage. And it actually helps uh, some of these MSOs to eventually get ready in a post deregulated sort of interstate you know, commerce environment.
1: Right. And it, it's just going to grow as, as it gets more and more accepted. Um, I do want to talk to you a little bit about investors. And I know you're a publicly traded company. And obviously, you want to do right by your investors, since it's a publicly traded company. We're hearing that the, um, excuse me, that the cannabis investment market is starting to dry up a little bit, but the ancillary, the non-plant touching industry that is related to the plant touching industry seems to be still ripe for investment. Is that how you see what's going on right now?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's the segment that we play, right? And um, again, I think Jimmy, the other, the other Uh, important thing to kind of keep in mind is you know Agrify is not just um it's no longer just cultivation right in the last you know six months or so we actually went out and and acquired four of the best extraction companies right again still non-plant touching right but you know right now we have really the best solutions for cultivation and for extraction and we're going to get into some of the other post-processing space so the end goal for agrify is to be able to provide the everything you need inside of your facility from seat to sale right
1: right i got it i got it i got it and i love the tracking out there and i I mean you talk about regulations they track everything but trips to the bathrooms by the bud tenders and dispensaries i mean it's pretty amazing that's right um, I heard you interviewed, I think it was early last year, and you, you brought up a point, and I think it's important to talk about the difference between generating revenues and profitability. So can you kind of give me a little business 101 on that?
0: Yeah, um, because at the end of the day, um, you know, it's, you could push for revenue, but profit is what sustains, right? Um, so, you know, for us, but, you know, I think both of them are important, right? Because, you know, revenue kind of shows that, you know, there's market traction, there's market share that, you you know, kind of go after. Um, but At the same time, it's kind of like you have to have the right balance because you don't want to grow the business too slowly, right? So you also have to be top line focused. But at the same time, you also have to keep in, keep in mind that, uh, ultimately, it's the profitability, right? The cash flow, how much cash flow you can generate that, yeah. um, you know, make or break the business, right? Yeah. And so I think it's kind of a, um, you know, you have to kind of balance between the two.
1: Gotcha. I, I, I'm out of balance in a lot of ways. And, you know, I, I want to make sure I learn some of this stuff. Um, one of your secrets to success, and I took notes on this one, recurring revenue is key. And it, and I remember, you actually have 10-year Agreements with your customers. You talk about recurring revenue. Every time you sign another customer, you got them for 10 years. That's a pretty good model.
0: Yeah, that's that is our model, right? We're 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 investing with our customers, right? And but in return, we want that long-term, you know, sort of partnerships. Right. So this way we don't I don't have to have to kind of always keep chasing, you know, new customers, right? We want to basically just work with a selective few but really kind of have a long-term win-win proposition, right? So that's, that's, that's our goal is to um, basically have that nice recurring revenues that adds up, you know, over time. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to do that. Recurring revenue. You got to start with revenue before you get recurring revenue, right? I mean, that's I got it. It's the joy of being an entrepreneur in a startup. I'm, I'm sure those are the old days, the good old days for you, Remy. You don't have to worry about that anymore, for sure. Um, One last thing, legalization at the federal level, um, a lot of people in the industry, even those in the ancillary and plant touching, are very wary of true legalization and reform with the federal government kind of getting their hands into it. And we all know they're going to want to have their hands into legalization in a billion, if not trillion dollar market. That being said, no one's confident that the federal government knows enough about the industry and the business and even the plant to actually put this into practice. So with that being said, if you had safe banking and decriminalization, rescheduling or descheduling it, is that a huge win for the industry, to me, that's the, the baby step that the industry really needs from the feds. What what do you think?
0: I, I agree. You know, I'm also wary of you know obviously big you know government you know um, especially if they don't know um, really much about the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think right now it's just um, again decriminalization um, plus safe banking, right? I think those are really the two that that um, I believe the industry needs. Um, And Jimmy, the other thing that I've actually noticed um, is there's actually a growing uh, popularity and demand outside of um, the US. Um, We've gotten um, so much interest from Europe. You know, for example, Germany, Portugal, Greece um, are some of these countries that are really kind of pushing forward um, from Asia Pacific, um, Australia, New Zealand. So this is becoming a global phenomenon. It's not just you know, here in the US or um, in North America alone. Um, so uh, you know, we're very excited about those um, you know, international
1: opportunities as well. Do you ever think you'll see the day where cannabis is on the futures index? After all, it's a growing plant and there might be a wholesale price internationally, is that am I crazy to think about that? No, I don't think
0: so. I think you know, um, potentially someday we will get there.
1: <laughs> we can all dream. I didn't think we'd get here, Raymond. Okay. I didn't <laughs> think that we'd be actually talking openly about cannabis growing and using it and the whole nine yards. Um, I'd like before we close up here, I'd like to get your philosophy about leadership. Because as I looked at your resume, it was, you know, CEO, 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 you've been At the forefront of corporate America now, for pretty much your entire adult life, I'm going out on a limb here saying that, what's a secret to your success about leadership?
0: Treat people right. You know, um, even though yes, I ultimately, you know, I'm the one who has to make all the final decisions, Um, but I I don't try to pretend I know all the answers. Mm -hmm. I hire the best people. I make sure that they really you know, speak their mind. Um, and we work as a team, right? And ultimately, yes, I have to make the final decisions. Um, but, you know, you have to understand that, you know, you don't know everything. And it's always better. I always tell my, you know, um, chief science officers, you know, I said, look, you know, you figure it out right you come to me with your recommendation right same thing with marketing like we just had a meeting very recently like you know our marketing team was asking like oh you know what should we do with this this on on this social instagram post and you know on this particular channel i'm like you know honestly like come on you shouldn't be asking me those questions right i'm barely on instagram <laughs> right i'm a facebook generation right there you go right so i understand yeah. right yeah, so so that's it, right? Hire the best people, you know, empower them, treat them right, you know, ask them to speak up, right? And then ultimately, like, my intuition, you know, takes over, right? And I have to make the final decision. I just try to not just use intuition, but basically look at data and, you know, look at the, uh, the numbers and et cetera, right? And I think the numbers speak for themselves, but, you know, ultimately, you just have to hire the best people and trust them.
1: That's great. Great, great way to uh, kind of wrap this thing up. You did. You've helped me out uh, quite a bit. And I appreciate that. I I don't want to think I'm taking advantage of your uh, knowledge and stuff, but I did really enjoy uh, picking your brain about a lot of a lot of things in this industry. So I appreciate you taking the time, Raymond. Jimmy, again,
0: you know, you uh, you are so highly respected in the industry and I am so um, blessed and uh, honored to uh, have the opportunity to be on the show today. So thank thank you you for
1: that. Thank you very much. That's Raymond Chang. He's the CEO of Agrify Corporation. They're publicly traded on NASDAQ. Obviously, you use that search engine, that Google thing, you're going to find out plenty about Agrify. So for Raymond Chang, I'm Jimmy Young, the host of In the Weeds and the founder of Pro Cannabis Media. Please remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hey. You wanna grow your own plants? Check out Style Lighting's Grow Kit. It is everything you need to become an expert home grower and bring the power of the sun indoors. Style Lighting uses TCP's high-powered commercial LEDs that deliver twice the output in the market. The Grow Kit has a grow bag, a timer, chains to hang the light, and of course the best in the business lighting system by TCP. Check out stylelighting.shop for more information. comes first.